thoughts. We have had a month. So go to the podcasts for the last month, and especially this morning, David Crowder, whoa, he unpacked the armour of God for us this morning. He had pictures of all the pieces of armour, and that was really helpful to help us understand the metaphor of what um, Paul the Apostle was writing to the Ephesians church. And And this book of Ephesians, or the letter to the Ephesians, to me, is like a place I revisit so often. There are prayers in there that are just breakthrough, cut through prayers. There is the the power of God. So it's the Word and the Spirit working together that gives us the victory. So if we know the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit gets on the Word and works it for us. So if the devil couldn't abort you before you were born then what he's going to try and do is to abort your call and try to rob you of your faith in God. That's his number one uh, thing. If he can't stop you from being saved, then what he's going to try and do is to stop you knowing who you are, knowing what you have. So the last book in this letter, chapter 6, is uh, so powerful because it's bringing everything to a conclusion. So um, I'm, I'm putting up the scriptures for the Amplified Bible. And I suggest that you read the book of Ephesians in every version you could possibly get your hands on and go over it and dig into it. The Amplified Bible in verse 10, chapter 6, it says, in conclusion... And that's powerful. Dave stayed on that, those two words this morning for ages. Or finally, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. So our strength comes from our union our union with God, our communion with Him, our relationship with Him. I can't take you to heaven with me when I cark it or when you cark it. We stand before God alone. We stand before God accountable for our lives, not for our brother or sister or mother or father. It's like you and me, Jesus, in the Lord. So drawing our strength from Him and being empowered through our union with him. So in conclusion means finally, meaning after everything I've said, Paul saying, knowing all that I just told you, now be strong in the Lord and stand against the enemy's schemes. After telling us who we are, knowing our inheritance, riches and power, where we are seated placed there by grace in one community in Christ. Paul unpacks the equipment we need to overcome the attacks and the deceits of the devil. Story, I got saved when I was 15 in a Catholic convent girls' school, 500 girls in assembly. A guy, Steve Ryder, had just got out of prison, got saved in prison. For whatever reason, the nuns let him in. Like 500, all girls, the nuns, he's out of prison and he brought two youth with him. And those youth testified of God's reality for them. 
I sat there as a 15-year-old going, what the heck? I've been brought up with religion. We had to do all the things to try and get to God to be a good little girl. I could never be a good little girl. But they spoke about God as if they knew him. That day I gave my life to Christ. I, I just wanted everything that God had for me and I surrendered my life to Jesus. But it was, and I picked up my guitar and I wrote my first God song at the age of 15. And within a week or two, not even that I don't think, the enemy, he comes in thoughts. He came in and I'm like, Jesus, I love you and singing. And the thought came into my head. Are you always going to be this on fire for God? And for a moment, I swallowed the lie. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit on fire. Maybe I should tone it down a bit. And it didn't take very long. By the time I'm 18, I'm not in church. I'm pursuing a um, singing career. I'm ch- I've turned off the God songs and put on the radio and learning all the uh, secular songs so that I can get a job and be a professional singer. 17 years in the wilderness. I'm a prodigal that has come home to Jesus in 1992. But what a waste. 17 flipping years where I could have been like Danica and, you know, serving God and these young people that are serving God and I could have stayed the course. But you know what we didn't have? We didn't have anyone to teach us the word of God. We were left to our own devices as as young people. We didn't have connect groups. We didn't have a youth group. We just went and did our own thing. A lot of zeal, but no discipleship. So discipleship will bring you into the revelation of God's word. And that's what we need to overcome. So no, like the awareness is to know what we have in Christ. So we know who we are. We're a child of God. But what do we have? We have everything that we need, and we need to activate that knowledge. So the equipment God has given you in order to stand firm in your faith and place of righteousness. The days are evil, and they always have been, since the enemy deceived Eve and Adam in the garden. Deception is the way the enemy gets in. He will always lie. He is called in the Bible the father of lies. So... He desires, we know in John 10, 10, to me that's the dividing line in the Bible. The thief comes, devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it in abundance. Amplified says, until it overflows. So when we know who we are, we can live front-footed and stand against the tsunami of the enemy that tries to come at us every which way. God's given us armor. So it says in verse 11, put it on. Put on the full armor. There are six pieces of armor. We need to know the six pieces and put them on. When I was teaching um, kids, it was like there's a song. I am a Christian, a mighty, mighty Christian. I got my shield of faith. Righteous breastplate, sword of the spirit. I got my gospel shoes on, and above all, and above all, I'm dressed in the whole armor of God. Doesn't matter. Okay, 
Thanks, Josh. Put on the full armour of God, for his precepts are the splendid armour of a heavy-armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand. Everybody shout, stand up. Stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. So we need to have all those six pieces. Verse 13, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world's forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, spiritual, supernatural places. So, you know, when you're angry with somebody or you're, you're, you just got an offence against somebody or somebody's coming against you or saying anything against you, don't wrestle with them. Don't blame them. Get your, get your word aligned with the word of God. Love them. Pray for them. Pray for those that come against you, persecute you, speak against you. There was one time Brendan and I were banned from ministering in New Zealand. The whole nation... What we do, we were so naughty. No, no, no. A rumour had gone out that the Clancy's had split our church. And so that whole denomination, somebody got on the phone and said, don't have the Clancy's come. They split a church. They split a church. Five years later, we didn't know about it. Didn't know it. We just wondered why we weren't invited to New Zealand. And um, we were in Africa. And a beautiful apostle lady, she said, did you know you were banned from New Zealand? I'm like, no. She said, well, I want you to know that, you know, it went out that you, were split, you split a church, but your pastors rang up every church and told them the Clancy's are integral people. They are beautiful people. And so God was vindicating us. But when I heard it, I'm like, whoa, who was that person? Let me find out, you know. You know, I want some revenge. I just want to know. God's like, let, let it go. Let it go. All right. Verse 13. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in the place Fully prepared, immovable, victorious. Okay, so the evil days will come. Christ, who's ever been in a crisis? Some of you are like, what's a crisis? It's coming. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not prophesying. Wouldn't you say COVID was a crisis? Being, being removed from family. We couldn't travel to go and see our mum who was in hospital in Melbourne. Like, hello, that's a crisis. So we've all been in crises, all right? But you've probably forgotten about it, which is awesome. Um, I remember when Brendan was having a heart attack. Uh, Katie, Katie Smith, you were living with us at the time, and uh, you rang the ambulance. There was a crisis. He was having a heart attack. Actually, in fact, he got out of bed about 3 in the morning, and he came back about 6.30 in the morning, and he went, I've been um, Googling heart attacks. I... There's like an elephant sitting on my chest. That's one of the typical things. And I'm like, what? Anyway, he's still here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that was so... Oh, thanks, mate. Oh. <laughs> so what do you do in a crisis? I remember being in the hospital and waiting as they took him in. 
And I sat there and I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, talk to me about this. And he said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm like, I don't want that scripture. (laughs) You what? Over and over and over. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm like, he's going to die. He's going to die. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'm wrestling like, no way is he going to die. And then I went, quiet. And the Holy Spirit said, are you okay with that? What would you do? Would you still serve me? And I'm having this moment. And I'm like, tears. I'm like, Lord, of course I'll serve you. Crying. And next minute, nurse comes out. He's going to be fine. I'm like, I passed a test. I don't know what would happen if I said, nah, I'm not going to be fine. Anyway, I don't want to know that. All right, do you want to get into the pieces? I've got to get into the pieces. Number one, the belt of truth. Verse 14, having tightened. Tightened. It means you've got a belt. We've got truth. Some of us have got a little bit of truth. Some of us are digging into the Word so much that you're getting depth and you're getting understanding of the seasons and the times and the worldview and the biblical view. Digging into the Word is tightening your belt. Getting so immersed in the Word of God. The belt is there. The wide belt band of truth. Personal integrity, moral courage around your waist. It takes courage to live in the truth of the gospel. Don't you reckon? In this world, I mean, hello, how many worldviews are being tossed at us and not only us, at our children? The belt with the armour of the the blokes was um, to hold all the pieces together. So if you didn't have the belt, if you don't have truth, you can't hold on to your faith because what are you holding on to? So truth is what we hold on to, and it's only in the Word of God. So we study the Word of God. We know the signs of the times. We are aware of what God is doing through the Word of God. We know what end-time prophecies are talking about. Hello, these are the end times. We've got to be aware what's happening in the world, and we're going, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming back for his glorious church. So we've got to be able to stand against the world system. It's lying to our children and youth, filling their minds with untruths, confusing them. What's one of the biggest issues in my beautiful school that I am chaplain? Identity. These young people, I'm not looking at anybody because I've got a couple of people from my school here. Um, I've had 150 students sit in my office and most of them don't know who they are or don't know their, their purpose in life. And I've got the privilege of telling them because I, I can. Well, I can't, but I do. Um, but I, pr- the principals told me I can, right? Shh, don't tell anybody. Okay, ready for the persecution, Lord? I don't know. Number two, piece number two, the breastplate. The breastplate, say that 10 times, covers your heart. It covers your heart. The issues of life come out of your heart. So it says, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness on an upright heart. So the breastplate is best described as a coat of mail. 
So it covered, it's, it's like iron. It covers your whole torso. Okay, I'm going to have a picture of it in a minute. Um, even protecting the neck and the hips. It was a plate protecting the soldier from, the, from every direction and from all types of damage. So when we put on righteousness, what is righteousness? Knowing who we are in Christ, that we are right with God. God is not mad with you. He loves you. He sent Jesus to die like Joshua is sharing so that we could be right with God. All we need to do is receive Jesus. And he makes us right. I have to skip all my notes, pages, pages. Piece number three, shoes. And having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability, the readiness produced by the good news. Are you ready? Are you ready to share the gospel in any and every situation that God places you in when he says, speak, speak, when he says, don't, don't. Be Jesus for people. Love people with Jesus' love and intent. Ask any soldier what's the most important piece of um, their armour and they would see that covering their feet. Because if they don't have their feet covered and they get wounded, that's it. They can't progress. They can't move forward. So our feet shod or prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we carry reconciliation between God and man. We carry that. Where do you work? Where do you go to school? You're a carrier. You know, when I go to school, I'm giving you my little secrets, um, I put on my armour. It's probably the scariest place in the world for me. And yet I love it so much, right? Because I love these young people. But before I get through the gates, I've already put on my armour because I know there's going to be a pushback. There's going to be an enemy that's going to come and try and stop me from doing what I'm doing. And and you know what? My weapon, one of my weapons is toasted sandwiches. My toasties are the calling card of card of Jesus. They're like, Chappie, we love you. I'm like, that's because I'm feeding you. Anyway, put your shoes on. Put the whole armor on. We take the gospel wherever we go. Revealing Jesus is our greatest priority. We are carriers of the Prince of Peace in every situation and circumstance. Peace four, the shield. Or if you can look at the picture that um, Dave, look at it on the YouTube that he put up of the the unity of these soldiers with this whole shield. Have we got have we got our my my Roman soldier? Because in the day, the Roman soldiers were in the streets. So no wonder, you know, Paul used this visual to help teach the believers of what they need to do spiritually. But this is what they look like. Fierce. We are fierce. You look so gorgeous. But we are fierce. The shield, look at it, the size of it. So they would link the shields together and then over the top as well, and there was in, was impenetrable. And what they would do, the soldiers would douse their um, shields in water because they were mostly leather and wood, and that would soak up the water, and the enemy would fire... Uh, arrows that were, had pitch on it and fire, literal fire, 
But if it hit the shield, the fire would go out. And the intent was to, you know, put out the fires that, that the enemy had, um, you know, arrowed. <laughs> Fill in your gaps. <laughs> the shield. We've got to lift, the Bible says lift it up. So faith, wonderful definition. Faith is the leaning of my entire personality in absolute trust and confidence in God's power, in God's wisdom, and in God's goodness. I've got to lean my life into God. He is absolutely good, powerful, and all wise. The shield will protect us. God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Here's a little practical homework. I call this non-compulsory homework when I do with kids. Hebrews 11 is the faith um, chapter, the men and women of faith, what they did, what they achieved. And the Holy Spirit led me to, to write down by faith, by faith statements. So I'm going to share a couple. By faith, Kathy and Brendan left their old life jobs and family to serve God in their first church in Melbourne. By faith, they served the children, making disciples, singing his praises, writing songs to glorify God. By faith, they followed the leading of the Holy Spirit to reach children of the inner city of Melbourne. We saw a thousand children saved. By faith, they obeyed the call to go into all the world and travel to 25 nations, preaching the gospel, leading people to Christ. By faith, they moved to the Sunshine Coast. Oh, that's exciting. And, and started to serve at C3 Kiwana Waters. By faith, they made OKTV OK for kids to experience Jesus. By faith, they continued to create and minister. By faith, Kathy became a chaplain. It took a lot of faith to answer that call. I was scared. But by faith, piece five, helmet, quickly, helmet of salvation. The helmet, let's put the bloke back, has sides to it to keep, so there's no peripheral vision. He had to look forward. His shoes, in a moment, his shoes um, had little um, like spikes on the bottom of them and made so that he couldn't move backwards easily. He had to move forward. He had to make progress. Faith makes progress. Even with, with the pushbacks. We've all had pushbacks. I had cancer when I was 36 years of age. And that was a, a pushback that the enemy wanted to take me out. Brendan had the heart attack, a, a physical pushback. Sickness, a physical pushback. Um, 2021, I had a little breakdown. A little breakdown. <laughs> a little breakdown. I broke down and I actually never thought I'd minister ever again. That was a pushback and that was to take out my trust in God. Are you still there, God, when I couldn't do anything? God's got us. The helmet will protect your thought life. Get the Word of God in you. Last piece, sword of the Spirit. This is an offensive. Who, who, offensive. Who loves um, Lord of the Rings? I love it when those orcs get I like the sound effect of it. It's like squish, squish, 
head off, mop it off, you ugly thing. And that's how I feel when I speak the word of God. Lop your, f- your flipping head off, devil. And, and, and in Genesis, it says that the, that the seed, Jesus, the seed would crush the enemy's head under his feet. Jesus has crushed the devil. Why do we need all this armour? And verse 18, it says, with all prayer. So it positions you to pray. Our weaponry is prayer. To pray for one another. Look at this. With all prayer and petition, pray. With specific requests at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition interceding in prayer for all God's people. When I have my armour on and I pray for you, I know that you're going to get some kind of breakthrough, something. I'm looking around this room and I'm thinking of the people that I've prayed for. As children, as young people, before you honoured me, I was going to honour you too. And just thank God for you and your faith and persistence in the seasons that were hard and the, the easy ones. And you're still as sweet and more anointed, Josh Dot, than ever. More anointed than ever. And Shekinah, your beautiful heart as a woman of God, the strength of character as a wife to see you alongside Josh so beautifully and mother of two, just a delight. They lived with us too. When you first got married, we were traveling and they moved in. So proud. So just close your eyes for a moment. I wanted to uh, just deal with some stuff. And I'm just searching the Holy Spirit, like, how do you want to do it, Lord? Because he gives me pictures, and then I just do what he shows me.